welcome to Gino and Dave's Fantasy Fiver, where each week we talk about the greatest fantasy football league, the Kodiaks. I'm Dave. And I'm not Gino. Yeah, that's but obvious. I thought you but said, let's do this. That's let's do this. <laughs> we got five minutes. <laughs> that's the All great right. Gino impression, Nick. You really crushed that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, obviously Gino couldn't be here. He is driving up and down the coast of Oregon with his beautiful wife, I think. He he didn't text a whole lot today. Wait, you think she's his wife or you think he's with his wife? Because those are two def- like different things. Yeah. Hopefully JoJo doesn't subscribe if, if it's not his wife. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like a bromance. Right. Maybe him and uh, Doobie so, are doing it together. Yeah. Well... Um, you know what? Let's jump into the fantasy football and let's talk about the controversy of the week. And Nick, I know we've covered this before, but I think I think it's going to be a repeated topic over and over again this year. And the controversy is, why did Kowtow give away all of his good players for a rookie in Jamar Chase? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's... I, I honestly, you know, it's fine. You know, it, it was funny because, you know, I made some comments about how it was, you know, a lopsided trade the day that it was made. And then after week one, we thought, okay, well, you know what? This was a legit trade, and, you know, Eckler's going to go off, and Jamar Chase going to go off, and, you know, it might have been legit. And then, you know, after that, Kowtow texted me and said, what do you think about the trade now? Or, no, he said, care, care to retract your statement or something to that effect. And I said, no. It's been one week, and lo and behold, week two came around of this trade, and now it seems like it was maybe a lopsided. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I. The thing for me, that the killer is just the known quantity versus the unknown, and if Jamar Chase is able to keep this going, sure, it'll be a great trade. It'll be close enough. I. But... You know, I think Tyreek Hill is better than Jamar Chase. I think Chubb is comparable to Taylor, so it, it's close. Um, but I just a rookie. No, not Chubb. Not Chubb. Oh, Eckler. Sorry, Eckler. Eckler. I, I don't know why I said Chubb. Yeah, yeah Eckler and, and JT. They're they're comparable. They're close. Eckler is probably the better PPR back, but Jonathan Taylor's just been so good on the ground lately. But yeah. either way, I just the unknown of a rookie wide receiver playing on a bad football team with, I I just cannot get on board with that side of the trade. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, just, just the optics looking at it. And, and here's the other piece too. And I know that we don't necessarily have to think about this right now, but the draft stock that was traded, when, when you think about the, the pedigree and the draft stock that was traded, this was this was Kowtow's number one and two pick, you know, that he traded yeah. away. So, Verkor, I, I mean, know. Eckler was a, was a solid second rounder. And then Jamar Chase, yeah. I, late rounds, I think by the time we drafted, Jamar Chase was going very deep because all the news was coming out saying, like, he's terrible, he's not going to play, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I don't remember where he was drafted. It was probably middle. I mean, he was, it was in the mid-rounds, but still. Yeah. Well, that's a controversy. Don't, we'll don't get me wrong. To. Don't get me wrong. They're all four great players. 
I just see a wide receiver one for a wide receiver two slash three and a RB one for an RB one, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But anyhow, um, that was a controversy, but <clears throat> <laughs> we don't worry. The podcast will continue to bring it up uh, because yeah. what else is there to talk about this season? Nothing new is going on. Let's jump into the game of the week from two weeks ago. So, okay. Uh, what was it? Week five. We did me versus yeah. Scott, me calling my shot, thinking I was finally going to get my win. It didn't work out. Gino lost. I don't really want to talk about the game. Mostly I just want to say that Gino bet on me and there was a fool's errand. And now he owes two shotguns because he also lost Lax week's bet for the Allen Bowl. So okay. two games of the week, two losses for Gino. And that brings us right shots? into Are they shotguns. shots or shotguns? They're shotguns. Okay. And that brings us right into the Allen Bowl. And what a game it was. Holy smokes, Allen and baby Allen just neck and neck. And, you know, Allen wore his big boy pants. And that's why when we talk about the real Allen, he gets the best intro music. That's right. Allen Delaney, congratulations. You are still the one true Allen in the league. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm looking at his his uh, lineup right now, dude. And even his bench, God bless. So I'll I'll spoil this. Not only did he put up 170 points, he won Exceller this week with 64 on the bench. He had Waddle going for two receiving touchdowns on 10 receptions. He had T. Y. Hilton. I didn't know the guy was still playing. And then he closed it up with. Cor- what's Sutton's first name? Uh, Cortland. Cortland Sutton. I will say Cordero, and I was like, I know it's not Cordero. Um, <laughs> close up with Cortland yeah. Cor- Sutton. Cortland Sutton getting 20 points on 94 yards, a touchdown, and eight receptions. So, yeah, Allen's team is looking jacked right now. And this was a bad week yeah. for Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams yeah. didn't even show up. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, this has been kind of the theme over the last, I don't know, five or six years. But and this is this has nothing to do with anybody's ability, but more more luck than anything is guys staying healthy. And if you look across the board on uh, Daddy Allen, um, he doesn't have any injuries. And I, I don't know if he had injuries earlier and he, you know, dropped them. And, and, um, but I mean, I know TY may have been on IR for a little bit, but, um, he's no was, longer yeah. on IR. But like, dude, look at his, his lineup is completely fully healthy and, um, he's not having to worry about any of, any of that. And then that Jalen Waddle, man, that's the thing that scares me because now that Tua is back, now that Tua is back, you know, they're, they're boys. And I think that combo, they're going to be playing from behind a lot or in tight games. And he looks solely to Waddle. And then also Waddle gets, and this is a subtle thing, Waddle's also a return specialist. So he's going to get those return points too. I think Waddle, and this is just a early prediction now that Waddle's healthy, two is healthy. I think Waddle could be a top 12 
wide receiver the rest of the year and maybe on the year um, altogether. That's just my prediction. If, ooh, if Tua stays in Miami. Okay, hear me so, out. I, I love yeah. the talent. I think Waddle looks great. But that would mean, essentially, we have two rookies in the top 12. And I just, historically, that's not a thing in fantasy football. Rookie wide receivers, generally speaking, do not get the job done. I know it was a big hoopla last year when Justin Jefferson, I believe he finished top 12. And that was like a big yeah. deal. It had happened in a while. And you think we might get two this year? Because, I mean, I, you didn't obviously say Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase, I'm pretty sure, is in the top 12 already. I don't know. I, I mean, it just kind of depends on Cincinnati's season as well. And, you know, obviously those guys there in Cincinnati are boys too. So um, I don't know if, if Burroughs only has eyes for Jamar Chase, but, I mean, they're – there are other mouths to feed, um, and you saw this last week that it wasn't just Chase. So, I don't know. Devontae Parker's also getting healthy for Miami, and, uh, you know, he's got other targets. But the other thing, too, is like I just mentioned, was we don't know if two is going to stay in Miami, which is something that we talked about before the show, was that the Deshaun Jackson – or I mean Deshaun Watson um, – rumors right now with that three-way trade so i don't know it oh, just kind of depends you mean Tua following my boy ryan Fitzmagic around the league stealing his starting jobs yeah. that son yep. of a gun that son of a gun yeah all right yeah. well let's look at the the other side of the ball and we have baby allen baby allen baby allen Baby Allen. That's right. Baby Allen retains his title. Uh, he just didn't show up in the Allen Bowl, right? He's got he's got Mike Williams who disappeared, who was like the wide receiver yeah. two going into this game. Uh, he's got yeah. DJ Moore who didn't do a whole lot either. And he just, you know, 142 is a good score, but it was not enough this week. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's disappointing when you have a good week. I would almost rather lose a game when your team just sucked ass than when you put up a decent score. You know, he, he overshot his projection by 16 points and didn't get it done because Allen overshot his by 30 points. So that's that's tough. It's a, it's a punch in the gut, but um, it is what it is. But, man, his roster is still pretty strong. Um you know, and Mike Williams obviously is going to bounce back. It was a down week for for the Chargers in general. Obviously, Eckler had a crappy game. Herbert had a crappy game. Williams had a crappy game. <sighs> My guy Keenan Allen continues to have a crappy game, uh, crappy season. Well, um, you know, so, so like you were talking about with with Allen, Daddy Allen's team, or just regular Allen as we call him. Uh, yeah. The injuries are key here, right? So Mike Williams was was yeah. on a snap count. He was running fewer routes because he had a knee injury, and so that okay. was part of the problem. Yeah, well, I think they'll bounce back. And and the other thing too is, uh, Baby Allen didn't have uh, Chris Carson. He's on IR. You know that that's was going to be one of his starting backs. So, um, but he had Alex Collins, and know. Alex Collins had a really good game. Yeah, he did. He could have swapped him in there. I don't know if, let's see, he would have put him in at, uh, well, he wouldn't have had a spot for him because everybody else outdid him. 
all the other running backs, uh, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and then he he played uh, Damian Williams in his or Daryl Williams in his uh, flex. So, oh man, that yeah. Daryl Williams play is brutal. As a Ceh truther, it hurt me to see the backup have a better game than Ceh has ever had in Kansas City right? as a running back. Yeah, yeah. But, it just, uh, yeah, great great week for both teams. It just uh, Daddy Allen came out over Baby Allen. All so. right, so who do you think Fireball for Allen's team, Daddy Allen or just regular Allen, Fireball nominee? I think it's got to be Fournette because I didn't think we had. Yeah, yeah I, I that's immediately where I went to was Fournette because um, I didn't think – that Fournette was in the was in the good graces of that team yet, but from what I've heard, is he's really started to focus on football uh, team wise and not just on individual stats uh, or individual accolades. And he's bought into um, bought into the team. I think they gave him a last year. They said if if you're not in, I think Arians told him if you're not in and we don't want you on this team. And you talk about somebody who's the ultimate team player, Tom Brady, you know, if, if he doesn't want you on the team because you're not a team player, you're gone. So I think uh, I think he's bought in, and now Arians trusts him, Brady trusts him, and Rojo is a thing of the past. So Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. For a trash ban on Baby Allen's team, I think it's Mike Williams. And hear me out. So generally, we don't like to give trash man to somebody who's injured. But in this case, Mike Williams was choosing to play on his injury. And it would have been better for everyone if he would have just said, no, I'm hurt. I can't play tonight. But he said, no, I'm good to go. And he stayed in the whole game. And he just dropped a big old three burger on Baby Allen. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm I'm fine with that. I have no qualms with that because, I mean, everybody else did pretty decent. I mean, DJ Moore um, didn't really perform, but, you know, what? who were they playing? They were playing Minnesota. Uh, they put up 28 points, and he got – what did he get for stats? He just got 13 did, targets, uh, five catches for 73 yards. God, that sucks. Five catches <laughs> out and of 13 of targets. Yeah. And he fumbled. I mean, damn, dude. But I don't. I think Sam Darnold actually had a really bad week, so I think a lot of them weren't catchable. Yeah. What did? Uh, I mean, shoot, Mike Williams only had five targets. But you're right. If you're gonna play injured, you run that risk. So I'm fine with Mike Williams. Okay. Let's look at your game, Nick. You versus Cowtow. Snag the win. Yeah, Congratulations. What a, yeah. What a stinking game this, this game sucked <laughs> our game sucked it was like who can score the least uh this week who can underperform the most so that's incredible you say that because you guys both scored about the same as me and i got my first win and i was really happy about 118 points <laughs> but go ahead continue with your with your breakdown of your game no no go ahead go ahead you start out with a breakdown <laughs> well you know lamar jackson actually kind of flopped this week. I don't know what happened. I guess they won, and so, oh, man, it hurt me that they were just splitting up the, the workload so much and letting all three backs take a turn at it. Oh, God. Le'Veon Bell, are you kidding me? Are and it was you a kidding walk-in. me? 
Anybody could have walked that in. Uh, uh, you know, here's what I want to talk about on your team. Antonio freaking Brown. 13 yeah. targets, 9 receptions. He has had, this is the second time this year with double-digit targets. And it's starting to look like Tom Brady loves his roommate. Yeah. I mean, a couple years ago, I never would have had Antonio Brown on my team. And I probably voiced that uh, a bunch. But, um, you know, I kind of bought into I think he's another guy that, you know, they had to say, hey, you're either in or you're out. And if you're not going to be a team player, we don't want you on our, our team. And then, obviously, when you have the backing of Tom Brady, it you know, it speaks bounds. But, you know, there's been a couple of dud games that he's had this year, but there's just so many mouths to feed. He's probably, well, this week with bye week for me, um, he's going to be one of my starting wide receivers, but he's going to probably going to be one of my flexes, you know, a solid flex the rest of the year for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can't argue with eight targets, 13 targets you know as long as he's getting the targets 11 targets you know as long as he's getting the targets then i'm gonna keep him in there oh yeah you got to uh yeah let me think so i think speculation but i bet you tom brady antonio brown eat breakfast together and just like matt stafford and cooper cup of coffee that is the key to getting in sync each and every Saturday, oh. each and every Sunday. Uh, it's just speculation. It's wild, baseless speculation, but I'm throwing it out there. Also, what, what do you think that, what do you think they have for breakfast together? Um, vegan oats and probably a colonic, a nice refreshing colonic for both of them. I'm guessing avocado toast, avocado toast, if that's how you say it. Um, and maybe some, yeah, maybe some steel-cut oats, vegan oats. And where are they going to get their protein, though? Ooh, what's a good uh, hippie protein? Maybe, like, they put some, I, like, mashed chickpeas in their avocado toast or something? I don't know. Maybe we could have the listeners comment uh, on that. What, yes. Do you, what do you think? Where do you think Tom Brady and... Antonio Brown get their protein when they have breakfast together. You know, if there was a group of, of gentlemen in the world that I thought would really know where vegans get their protein, it would be the Kodiaks. You know, we should just call Travis right now and ask him because Travis would yeah. obviously know. Um, yeah. Talk to me about Darren Waller. What do you think for him for the rest of the season? Oh After his 19 gosh, target dude. week one, it seems like he's kind of yeah. floundering. Yeah, no, that's a, been a thorn in my side since week one. But I, I'm going to stay the course um, with him, obviously. He, you can't not start him, you know. But um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders now that Gruden is gone. In fact, I don't even know who their interim coach is. If you ask me, I would say I don't know. Um, but I'm hoping that he and Carr can get back on the same page. I haven't even looked at his, what's his game log look like for the next, you know, he's got Philadelphia. Maybe this is a, a week this week for him to bounce back and then continue on that with the Giants. KC's not very good at in, uh, defending the tight end. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but 
yeah, he has been kind of disappointing. Um, he hasn't done. He hasn't been like the. If you're streaming tight ends and you get a zero or you get a two point four or you know what I mean, like his lowest is six point five, which is, it's not great, but it's palatable. But it's definitely not palatable for the draft capital that I spent on him. So yeah, did you get because um, I'm expecting him to get fifteen to twenty points a week, you know? Yeah. Did you give me the second or the third? What? The second or third what? Round. Or Waller. Oh, oh, did I get him? Uh, I took him in the second because I knew Timmy was going to take him in the third if I didn't. Gotcha. So you were just cheating yeah. off Tim's... Tim, you were peeking over his shoulder being no, like, No, I hey, wasn't. What's no, going? no, I wasn't. <laughs> but, just, you know, as I'm soon as kidding. I made that pick, as soon as I made that pick, Tim goes... You know, we can't cuss on this podcast, but he said some expletive words and said, if you hadn't taken him, I was going to take him. So, Oh, I got you. So let's look at Brian's team. Uh, Well, the highlight of Brian's week is that Eckler and Jamar Chase combined for less than 20 points. But that's that would be unfair to Brian as far as the trade controversy goes because everybody has down weeks. Nobody is locked and loaded 20 points a week right it just doesn't yeah. happen in fantasy football even even a down week for jamal or jamar chase was uh you know he almost hit his expectations so you yeah, know, 97 i mean he still had <laughs> is it, what's how funny that is it, how funny is it that i'm talking about a down week for jamar chase and he is double right. digit fantasy points like that is that's actually a really good down week to have we're just yeah. so used to seeing him in the 20 point or higher range. Yeah. Well, I think too, they actually, they leaned on their running game quite a bit more. You saw Joe Mixon had 20 some fantasy points. And then their other running back that I had never even heard of also had double digit fantasy points. So, Oh, the, um, the rookie, there's a rookie last week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Cause P Ryan was out with COVID. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it was another guy. Yeah. Let's see. Also, Kowtow, he uh, he de- defied the fantasy analyst. And for six weeks, they said, don't play Miles Gaskin. Kowtow finally yeah. benched him in week five. He blew up. And then Kowtow yeah. put him right back in the lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I was really happy right. that he did that. <laughs> yeah, I was real happy because if he, if he would have played somebody else in there, then he might have beat me if he if he plays uh latavius that's 10 more 10 more yeah he would have got you with latavius murray yeah yeah so so although he would not have got you with naheem hines so or david johnson so <laughs> would he have chosen the right <laughs> is player? that really david johnson on his bench it is david yeah. johnson wow. why, why? <laughs> i wouldn't lie to you nick <laughs> Well, there's a lot of D. Johnsons in the league, so. So Houston used to have D. Johnson and D. A. Johnson because it was Duke Johnson and David Johnson, and now they just have D. Johnson because Duke left. I don't know where Duke's at, but, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of D. Johnsons in the league. Yeah. I think, I mean, overall, Brian's team didn't actually do that poorly. Uh, If anything, I think it's a good argument for getting rid of kickers and defenses because the defense was the difference. (laughs) And they were. But look at it. Like, the defense was the difference. Tampa Bay, guess what? They won their game. 
and they only scored yeah. four points. Indianapolis, they won their game, and they scored 15. It, it doesn't matter. There's no correlation to playing good football. It, it's yeah. just, I don't know. I, I would love to see hashtag new rules us add another regular flex and maybe a super flex and get rid of the kickers and the defense. But this podcast has always advocated changing things. Yeah. All right. Let's All look right. At, well, we, we talk fireball, fireball and we got to uh, talk trash man. Yeah. So your team, your uh, fireball, who do you want? Who do you want to nominate? All right. I'm going to, yeah, I would definitely go. I'm probably going to go with, uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio or, crazy yeah, pants fireball. Brown. Nice job. Good pick. Yeah. And for trash man, I think we got to go. Oh man. Do we do it? Mike Evans, which I think is probably the more legitimate pick or yes. To prove a point. Do we just say awesome <laughs> Eckler? <laughs> no no that's that's yeah i would say mike evans just because he's supposed to be the alpha but there's there's like three there's like when you're looking at wide receiver ones on a team he's like one a point one and then godwin is like one a point two and then antonio brown's like one a Point three. You know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. It's you know, brutal. any given week, yeah. So yeah, but I think Mike Evans. He's got to, he's got to do better. All right. And he has done better. He he. You know, obviously throughout the year he's been relatively consistent in the double digits games. So for this one, for him to only have two two receptions for twenty seven yards is putrid. Yeah, I agree. All right, Mike Evans right. nomination there. Let's move on to Timmy V. Versus <laughs> and Scott this week that never, that never gets old. <laughs> Whenever I hear a kid in the grocery store or the supermarket or whatever that has a little, you know, two or three year old voice, all I hear is go ahead and play. <laughs> yes, I hear that like on the daily, I hear that. Yeah. That's incredible. I don't know yeah, it's it never going to get I old. I love that. I love that. No, it never will. Can we hear it one more time? Oh, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, old trashy Scott, 10,000 racial slurs, uh, doubled up Timmy V with the best score oh. of the week with his shiny new Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Tyreek, I hate you, Hill. <laughs> yeah. It was a good God game for Scott. Him. I mean, let's let's talk about it, right? Josh Allen, he picked up where he left off last year. He's looking sharp. DeAndre Hopkins got in the end zone twice. Adam Thielen, bless his heart. I so frustrated because I'm a big Jefferson believer, and I thought Thielen was finally going to be old or at least catch COVID. Like, he'd have the decency to catch COVID since he's not vaccinated. But he's not doing that. He's not doing any of the things, and he keeps taking all the yards and touchdowns. Scott even played Tony Pollard this week. Yeah, like desperation play. Because I mean, Kamara's no, on by, like, so he's got to do what he's, he's got to do. It's just an it's an embarrassment of riches on his team as well. Like, well, okay, I mean, he's got Kittle on the IR. He had Kamara not even playing because he was on by, and he still Noah Fant is not Noah Fant is not a twenty point a week guy though. So there's at least that. Yeah, I agree. 
I guess it's only the second Denver time this just... year. Double digit targets. Yeah, Denver. Yeah. That's they were playing no from behind the whole time, so Yeah. I think I heard some other podcasts say that Denver had two quarters of garbage time because it was such a bad game for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really lopsided for a long time. So flipping on the other side, Timmy V, Big Bus Fantasy. I mean, brutal, brutal year. Injuries everywhere. And this I mean, this is gonna happen. This is what this is what he can put on the board. And it's gonna be a lot of weeks like this. He's really gonna have to worry about being the Zacco this year. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I mean, if he wants to concede the year right now and just take the Zacco and start working on our, you know, either either getting the shirt size tailored for him or you know, getting us all gifts, um, you know, he can get a head start, and that way it's not so hard in his pocketbook come Christmas time. He does have the but, mark of the beast um, on his team, the mark of the fantasy loser. He's got CMC on his team, and for the last two years, that has been a guaranteed loss all the time. Yeah, but I mean, shoot, look, look at, uh, I mean, he lost Russell Wilson. That's like yeah. your number one QB. Edwards Alaire, McCaffrey. Edwards Alaire was uh, extra funny. On COVID. Oh my gosh. Edwards Alaire is extra yeah. funny because we traded. We traded Edwards Alaire, who was healthy, for a hurt AJ Brown, and he literally, as we're doing the trade, he texts me and said, "Dave, to be to be completely honest and upfront, AJ Brown may not play for a couple weeks. Like he's out on injury." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's push it through." AJ Brown gets his big boy pants on, comes in, plays that week. Clyde gets hurt that week. It goes to Tim's IR, and <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you can't even script this. It's been such a rough run yeah. for Tim. We we just got to hope that McCaffrey comes back strong. He's got to hope that uh, Elijah Mich- Mitchell from San Francisco ends up being the one, and then maybe he can get back in this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, Russell's not out for the season, but he's going to be out for a good, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, so he's got to find somebody. You know, luckily he has Stafford. Which, I should say Stafford's you know, been completely solid, respectable. He's a solid play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Matt Stafford this year. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, he's going to have his his big weeks. T. Higgins, I mean, he's no scrub. Uh, Josh Jacobs always has a, the, the possibility. Again, you think about now they're, they have a coaching change, so we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, you know, he's, he's got kind of a filler in with Devonta Booker there. Um, Dalton Schultz, he's a quality player. Um, Allen Robinson, if he and Justin Fields can, you know, get on the same page and they can change their playbook a little bit there in uh, Chicago. I mean, he's got potential. It's just like right now the chips are down. And um, yeah. so how, how long is CEH out for? Do you know? Is it a, uh, a three-year – is it the short-term or the long-term? It just says a few weeks is all it says right now. So okay, it's – what is it? It is a knee injury, but it's not a torn ligament or anything like that. So, you know, yeah. a minimum of three weeks for the IR spot, and then could be a week or two longer. You just never know. So do you think um, Tim being in last place should start – packaging some of these guys 
with you know potential like does he take a ceh that's on ir and try to you know um talk him up or try to package him with somebody else and and get a, a bigger name player or what oh man so you can't sell players it's it's so hard to sell players who are on any kind of like multi-week injury and then on top of that you can't sell players that are at the dip so like an Allen Robinson who is at the absolute worst part of his season. He can only go up from here. So I yeah. honestly, I don't know. I think he just has to hold the line. He's only, I think I checked earlier, he's only maybe two games back from making the playoffs, possibly three depending on how the points work out. So he can come back in this, and he's not going to play good teams every week. This is a major bye week. He might be able to sneak another victory in. I think you just have to hold the line and just try to work that waiver wire, get some people in, and then maybe with his situation, once, say, Edwards comes back, try to trade him or package him in or even take CMC and just be like, you know what? I think he's an injury risk. I know he could be great, 30 points a game. That's what he does. But move him and try to get two starters, like a RB1 and a wide receiver one. Yeah. I just don't know. Like you said, it's it's tough to move injured players because we all saw what happened last year with that. You know, making making speculative uh, trades and it. You know, the guys never come back. Like Michael Thomas never came back last year fully. McCaffrey came back for a game or two and yeah, then for was one done game. Again. So yeah, it's tough. Anyways, all right, let's talk about Fireball and Trash Man. So. Fireball over on 10,000 racial slurs. Oh, man. So many people had good games. I think the biggest shocker for me, though, on his scoreboard is got to be Noah Fant. Yeah, I agree. I actually was thinking the same exact thing. You know, we were expecting Jonathan Taylor to uh, to have big games, you know, especially against Houston. And we're expecting Tyreek Hill to always have big games. So, um, those numbers don't shock me. D Hop having two touchdowns, you know, that's obviously something that is not, you know, not um, out of the realm of possibility every week. But yeah, Noah Fant having, what did he end up having? He had uh, nine receptions, a shoot. touchdown, and 97 yards. Oh, yeah, 97 yards and a tutty. Yeah, that's that's um, a great week for a tight end. It's impressive. Yep. And then so, on the yeah, other side of the ball. I like that. Trashman nominee. Oh man, there's a couple good options here. I think I kind of lean towards T. Higgins, although Allen Robinson, just for the the total body of work he has submitted this year, like a 7.3 is actually probably one of his best games of the season. It might be his best game. No, I think he had a touchdown one game. So it's his. Yeah, uh, it's his third. It's his third best game. Oh but, God. I mean, still. Four out of seven target, four four receptions out of seven targets and fifty three yards is just. But I mean, how many yards did Fields have altogether? Hundred and something, you know. Like he's not putting up big numbers. Yeah, but he still, you're pie. hoping that he's your alpha. That's what he was brought there for was to be the alpha, and he's now a delta. And one thing I I said at the beginning of the season because I I do have Robinson in some leagues, I said, look. Allen Robinson has never had a good quarterback, and he's always had 1,000-yard seasons. It's just what he does, right? And to be fair, Andy Dalton was probably the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with. 
and he couldn't get done with yeah. Andy Dalton. And then Justin Fields came in. He can't get done with Justin Fields. So I don't know what's broken in Chicago, but it is. Yeah. They're wasting a talent. Allen Robinson is yeah. a good player. Through six games, Allen Robinson has 234 receiving yards and one touchdown. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Absolute woof. All right, let's move on to me versus Travis. Jacksonville Jaguars, it is no coincidence. On the same week, <laughs> the real Jaguars got their first win. The Kodiak oh Jacksonville Jaguars also got their first win. So um, I'll go ahead and take a victory lap now. 118 points, really crushing it. I'm not even sure how the top half scorer this week. But, you know, my boys got it done. James Robinson, DeAndre Swift looking like RB2 pluses. Travis Kelsey, always a top 10 guy. And then Manny Sanders is kind of my sneaky flex that I got off the waiver wire this week. Overall, I'm pretty happy with my team's performance. It just, I haven't had a blow up game from any of my players yet, which sucks, but it's coming. It will come. Yeah. Um, you remember on the uh, post draft recordings, and I couldn't put two coherent sentences together, and um, we were talking about what my favorite pick of my team was and I it devolved into what my favorite pick of your draft was and uh, after I was able to explain how the clock was made um, and <laughs> beat around the bush for five minutes um, I eventually came to the point where I said I think your best pick was Damian Harris and uh, Damian Harris sitting on your bench Scoring 18 and a half points. <laughs> yeah, but okay. But look at his history. <laughs> look at what's been yeah. happening, right? It's his best game by far. Yeah. It's his, yeah. of six games, he's only had three in the double digits. Last week, he had another fumble. And if there's one way to piss off the Belichick, it's to turn over the ball. And I'm, yeah. I'm truly shocked they let him come back. And, you know, spoiler alert, in week seven... I'm now going to have to roll the Damian Harris dice against the Jets because it's by apocalypse. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. Didn't I say, I think I said it was, I think I said Swift. Did I say Swift was my favorite? Swift. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And yeah. Swift has been dominating. He has been pretty good. Yeah. I think he's a top 10 so. or top 12 back on the year right now. So either he way, might be. Uh, let's move over to Travis's team. So, the other, you know, early shadow favorite for the Zacco this year. Kyler Murray had a down week. He only scored 30 points, which is kind of shocking. And then pretty much everybody else kind of pooped in their big boy pants. Mark Andrews was the only one that really got it done and just grossness all over his team. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing playing a guy named Jarek McKinnon. So Jarek McKinnon is the backup to the backup on KC. And right. I know he's desperate, right? He had Saquon was hurt. He had Mike Davis on by. So yeah. and he had JD McKissick. And I think McKissick was probably the better choice there. Obviously with yeah. the injury to Gibson, he he's the, the no brainer. But you know, at the time I, I could buy at the time it was arguable. 
No, I really can't. What, it wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what, what? Yeah, I mean, even dudes on the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Well, like, McKissick's had three double-digit games this year. He's He's been getting targets. He's been getting rushes. Like He's been Who? doing it. McKissick has had three double-digit oh, games. Yeah. yeah, but McKinnon is who I'm talking about. I mean, McKinnon I know is just... Yeah, he should have played McKissick over McKinnon. Yeah. I don't, the, I don't uh, know where that came the, from. The two, <laughs> the two Irish boys. Oh, the McKissicks and the McKinnons. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Travis has got to find his pot of gold, and right now he does not. Uh, he doesn't have it. So let's talk. Let's talk fireballs, and let's talk trashmen. And all right, let's see. On my team, nobody really went like too above and beyond. So, man, I gotta nominate somebody. Let's let's go with James Robinson just because he looked good. I guess he's not gonna win it for the whole yeah. thing. No, but I mean he's been solid after like week three. Yeah, you know, after they took Carlos Hyde out of the game. After after week two, I mean, you know, like he's been a solid seventeen to twenty plus point. Yeah. No, I think James Robinson's been pretty good. Um, the baby, I can hear her crying. So let's let's do faster and funnier. Uh, trash okay. man, who do you think is trash man? Can we can we do Travis as a trash man? Is that a solid pick or no? Just in general, his yeah. like GMing, yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're not expecting McKinnon, so you, he's out the window for trash man because you're not expecting anything from him. Um, I mean, damn, Ronald Jones. I'm not expecting anything from Ronald Jones either. Uh, Pittman? Yeah. No, I, Chris I, Godwin. Okay, I'm oh, going with Godwin. Yeah, okay, fine. You saved Travis. All right, last, final game this week. Brandon versus Gino. Uh, let's see where we at. Brandon versus Candy Diggit Zeke. Another one oh where the winner God. doubled up the loser. Double. Wow. Brutal, brutal what? loss. Yeah, this was another injury riddled um, game for Geno because Gibson was in and out of the game. Dallas Knox got a massive injury, um, but I mean, you're not—he's not, not going to score eighty more points with just those two. So Chase Claypool, Terry McLaurin—he disappeared. I mean, gosh, just brutality everywhere. Yeah, and Brandon's team um, has just been looking good this year. They've been oh yeah, Derrick Henry, Cooper yeah. Cup, Dak Prescott when he's yeah, there's just he looks good this year. Yeah, Cooper Cup is the number one wide receiver this year, which just boggles my mind. But that's what happens when you get a good quarterback, and yeah. they probably have breakfast every morning as well. That's you know, the key. Stafford that is the Cup. key in 2021. Yep. Wide receivers and quarterbacks have to have breakfast together. Uh, Fireball. Yep. Man, I kind of want to say Derrick Henry for his, was it second or third three-touchdown game in a row? It's his second in a row, his third on the season. Yeah, and the dude had like a 70-some yard rush, the biggest rush of his entire career. 76 yards, I think, was the that one. So, Yeah, let's, yeah, let's give I'm him down a nod. Derrick Henry. And then for Trash Man, ah, man, we try not to do injuries. So it's like Justin Herbert's got to be the guy. He could not do a darn thing against Baltimore, which should have been a plus matchup. Less than 200 yards and one touchdown. I mean, it's got to be Herbie in my mind. 
Yeah, he definitely did not. Um, I don't know if something happened with the, the Baltimore defense and they flustered him and got to him. And yeah, he, yeah, I'll go with that. That's fine. He's a baby. Okay. Normally we do the pop, drop, and lock it. Uh, Gino's not here, and then the baby's crying. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and punt that for next week. So let's talk right about on. the overall fireball. We had nominations for Fournette, Antonio Brown, Noah Fant, James Robinson, and Derek Henry. Who are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm I'm split between Fournette and Henry, but I mean, I damn, am too. Is it three touchdowns for Henry? Yeah, it's three. I am too. I would honestly, I say. Fireball, you know, it's the unexpected. And Fournette, I just, I have not seen this coming on. And I know it's 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 expected now, but I, I like the Fournette nod on this one. Yeah, okay. I like that. So, congratulations. Fournette, Fireball, we will be awaiting the shots. And then on the trash man side, we got... Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson. Man, these guys are such good receivers. Chris Godwin and Justin Herbert. So it's four wide receivers, two from Tampa Bay, and old Herbs. Can we do dueling trash men? Like the guy, you know, two guys are on the back of the trash truck. They both jump out to get the trash cans. Do you want Mike Evans, Chris Godwin? Yes, I do. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Congratulations, right. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, for being dueling trash man. And then finally, the last part of the podcast, the game of the week next week. Nick, as the yeah. guest of the pod, I will let you choose the game. Okay. Um let's see here. Week seven. Oh, hang on. What Okay, I think I got it. Okay, I what do you got? I think I'm gonna go with. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the. And what I want to call this is the uh, the bye week bowl, and this is gonna be uh, ten thousand racial slurs against Can You Digs It Zeke. So Scott versus Gino, um, and yeah, I'm just looking at their rosters and their bench. Holy mother of God. Look at all the buys and injuries. It's impressive. Okay. To be fair, the injuries on Gino's bench are speculative ads that he's putting in his IR slot. But yes, it is a killer bye week for both of them. I think that's a great pick. Bye week bowl. And, you know, as much as I would like to pick, (laughs) I got to go with my podcast buddy, Gino. Let's go, Gino. Can you digs it? See, my only problem with taking Scott is that I don't want him to continue to win because his head is already the size of, like, Wisconsin this year with how he's – I mean, the kid's undefeated right now. I I know. Let it happen. Just let it happen. And we all all know that – we all know that Scott is – can I get a – can I get a – Sound drop? Yeah. We all know that Scott is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah. Our timing's just not quite there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we let's let's edit that and go. We all know that. I can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. This buddy. is not my week. Hey, you got a baby. You got a baby to tend to. But all right, I'll take Scott. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, Nick, I appreciate you uh, working your schedule to help us out this week to get on the podcast. And so I had somebody to talk to. It's always better than me just talking to myself in a microphone. All right, brother. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm so proud of you and, and, your, and your new family. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, Kodiaks, we love you. Y'all have a great week. See ya. See ya. Intro music is Happy Whistle by Scott Holmes.